0: To many music lovers, mention of Gustav Mahler conjures up an image of Leonard Bernstein poised at the conductor's podium to lead an impassioned performance of one of the composer's symphonies. As a conductor, Bernstein, with some justification, has garnered most of the credit for having popularized Mahler's music in the 20th century, From 1960, he was the driving force behind a significant initiative to bring Mahler to a prominent place in the canon of Western art music. As the recently minted music director of the New York Philharmonic and one of the most celebrated musicians in the United States, Leonard Bernstein that year presided over the orchestra in a celebration of Mahler's 100th birthday conducting several of Mahler's works, and starring in the national CBS broadcast of the Young People's Concerts, who is Gustav Mahler. Bernstein went on to conduct and record all of Mahler's symphonies multiple times with major orchestras, and he bolstered his reputation as the world's leading Mahler interpreter through published commentaries that continue to be cited regularly. That from an essay by Matthew Mugman in Music and Letters from 2013. How wonderful to learn about musicians and their passion for their art and their love and respect for the tradition. We have a chance to celebrate Leonard Bernstein and Gustav Mahler in a Valentine's concert by the Williamsport Symphony Orchestra led by music director and conductor Gerardo Edelstein, who has put together a program reflecting many and varied aspects of love. We had a chance to speak by phone with Gerardo Edelstein in anticipation of tomorrow evening's concert at the Community Arts Center in Williamsport. Gerardo, we always love hearing your thoughts about programming and how you go about putting together a concert. And this is a beautiful example of your gift as a programmer.
1: Well, thank you so much, Eric. It's always great uh, talking with you and. Yeah, this is a, a program that I um, was thinking for quite a bit of time uh, because this will be our maybe fifth or sixth exactly during Valentine's Day. And, and this year, actually, the day of the concert, it falls on uh, Valentine's Day. So I wanted to program music related to it, even though, you know, not always with a happy ending, <laughs> like uh, West Side Story by Leonard Bernstein, right? Uh, we couldn't do it without him, without this incredible piece, that we all know is based sort of on Romeo and Juliet uh, story, translated into America, into uh, a story, you know, in the west side of, of New York. Uh- with two rival gangs and, and two characters, Tony and Maria, that uh, you know belong to different different groups, and, and and they fall in love. And it's it's just a beautiful story. And of course, love is always on top of it. Uh, and just the music is is incredible. Everybody, of course, knows the. Uh, the story of West Side Story and seen the musical. And well, you know, that a movie, just a new movie, just came out last year. And this year there's going to be a movie about Leonard Bernstein. So we are all very excited to see, you know, how that movie will, will turn out. And back to West Side Story, you know, the melodies, the tunes. I can't imagine anybody that uh, will not recognize the beautiful songs and in, uh, in the music from, from this incredible musical. And, and I have to say that probably is what uh, launched uh, Bernstein to, you know, to fame, uh, besides the fact that after that, um, some people may remember He replaced an ailing conductor in the the New York Philharmonic and conducted a concert with very little notice, and and that was a huge, huge success. So the symphonic dances, of course, we are not going to play the whole musical. (laughs) It's going to take us for the whole concert. So the the pieces that he selected for these called symphonic dances beautifully orchestrated by some of his friends and and students. He includes the prologue uh, that is the growing rivalry between two teenage gangs, the Jets and the Sharks. And, of course, we hear the song Somewhere in a visionary dance sequence. The two gangs are united in friendship. This follows by the Scherzo. It's in the same dream. uh, They break through the city walls and suddenly find themselves in a world of space air and sun, and that follows the mambo, the one that um, everybody likes uh, to dance to, right? Uh, The reality, again, competitive dance between the gangs, and actually the musicians have a lot of time singing or screaming, I would say singing, screaming the mambo word and and playing this very catchy uh, tune. Will be followed by the cha-cha. The star-crossed lovers see each other for the first time and they dance together. Uh, then there is a meeting scene where music accompanies their first spoken words and a, a fugue. So uh, some people may not know what a fugue is. It's a succession of entrances based on one thematic idea and different instruments of the orchestra come in with that main thematic idea that is followed by some current point, some other Cool, as Bernstein called it, cool other musical ideas. And this is actually a very elaborate dance sequence in which the Jets practice controlling their hostility. This will be uh, followed by the Rumble, that is a climatic gang battle during which the two gang leaders are killed. And then we reach the finale, love music developing into a processional which recalls in tragic reality the vision of somewhere. So... This, this is a very, basically an outline of how you know, Bernstein thought of selecting some numbers for his symphonic dances, and it's a striking piece of music, and we are very excited to, to play it.
0: Now, Gerardo, did you tell us that you actually experienced Leonard Bernstein rehearsing?
1: You, you know what? I was very, very lucky enough to watch him rehearse and uh, perform. Not this piece, but uh, I lived for over five years in Israel, where he was principal guest conductor of the Israel Philharmonic, and I really had the chance to watch him several times, and it was a treat. Every time I would go to a rehearsal or even a concert, it really was, you know, it was a treat. Seeing him work, just a musician of, of such high caliber and and you know somebody who could do it all erica this this is something that we don't see much these days with that i mean he was an uh, amazing educator you may recall the you know the young the young people's concerts where he will do this series of concerts explaining to young children you know about music all kinds of subjects and He was a fabulous pianist, I've seen him play some uh, incredible concertos, difficult ones, incredible composer of of three symphonies, you know, several musicals, uh, chamber music, vocal music, and of course, a great, one of the greatest conductors of the last century.
0: And as we all read this week, there are headlines in the New York Times asking, is Gustavo Dudamel the next Bernstein in New York?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I was very, very, very excited when I read uh, the news. I also had the chance to to see Gustavo uh, in a few occasions. One actually in Vienna with the Vienna Philharmonic. And uh, he's a fabulous conductor, wonderful musician, and I'm sure he's going to do great in New York. And, you know, honestly, I, I, don't, I don't like comparisons, but um, I'm, I'm, you know, 100% sure that he's up to, to the task.
0: You just put us through the story of West Side Story and referred to Romeo and Juliet and Shakespeare. Is there something else on this program that was inspired by Shakespeare?
1: Yes, and you're absolutely right, and it's the first piece in the program. It's an overture by Hector Berlioz, French composer, uh, one of the most, I have to say, most avant-garde composers of the 19th century. Even though he uh, lived the first half uh, of that century, is considered a romantic composer. He, his trend was just to try new things, and, uh, you know, one of these most famous pieces are the Symphonia Fantastique that we performed a few years ago with a huge orchestra and with a subject that would be something probably too advanced, kind of forbidden at the time. You know, it, it's uh, uh, an artist who, who decides to uh, drug himself with opium and starts uh, dreaming because his beloved is rejecting him, and... The music that comes out of that is, is is glorious. So imagine in you know early 19th century how people received that, and he continued with those big ideas and and uh, reforming the opera, and his language became just more chromatic, more more advanced. Uh no surprise that composers like Liszt and Wagner, you know, just took up on him and and continued those avant-garde ideas. So what we are performing this time is an overture of one of his later operas and this is a comic opera, you know, his only comic opera written between 1860-1862. Interesting. It's like a hundred years before West Side Story. I just realized that. And it's based on Shakespeare's Much Ado About Nothing and so, you know, the characters, it's, it's all a light, it's a light opera. The, the, the main characters fall in love and the, the opera has a happy ending. It's quite kind of a short overture. It's about seven to eight minutes and also shows the more advanced language, you know, of a composer who, again, lived in the first half of the 19th century.
0: Well, good, we have some happiness to start things out. Yeah, at least we have that, because we're following that. We have another little
1: sad story, <laughs> I have to say. Gustav Mahler, one of my favorite composers ever, you probably know that, or audiences know that. I, I cannot do a season without, without Mahler, pretty much. And I knew these songs, the songs of a Wayfarer, just a long, long time ago, because it's one of his early pieces. He was only in his 20s when he composed this. And he was a conductor in in Germany, and he fell, you know, madly in love with a soprano, and unfortunately, she did not return his love, and she married somebody else. So here we go. Mahler decides to write just four songs based on that experience, and, you know, you can imagine just as there are... One more beautiful than the other one. There is just only one who is kind of uh, uh, very dramatic when it feels like almost he has a a knife in his chest. But the other ones are so lovely, you know, about uh, his love to her, about nature, about, you know, his beloved blue eyes. And like in many other songs that, that, that Mahler composed, he used some of this music for his symphonies. So we will find people who are familiar with his symphony number one. It will find very familiar, a couple of songs using exactly the same, the same tunes. And we are also very lucky to have a wonderful mezzo-soprano, Lisa Rogali, joining us for this performance. I met her several years ago. Um, she did her undergraduate here at uh, Penn State University and then moved to Cincinnati to do her master's at the Cincinnati Conservatory. And, and then um, her career starts skyrocketing as she performed a lot with the Minnesota Opera, with the Glimmerglass Opera, with the Sarasota Opera. She's traveling, you know, constantly through, throughout the country and winning uh, competitions here and there. And she will be our soloist, and I'm very excited to present her to, to the Williamsport audience. It will be the first time that she will join us with the WSO a lot of space who needs a lot of light I'll get myself a chair a pad and pen to write a ficus for the corner and some pictures hung just right, and I have almost everything I need.
0: Oh, how lovely! Yeah,
1: and and and, and if, if if I may, the the cherry on top is another very very romantic composer in this is a happy one. (laughs) This does not have, you know, a a sad ending. This is uh, Rachmaninoff's famous vocalise. This is uh, the last song of a series of 14 songs that he composed. And the original is for voice and piano. And it's wordless, does not have words, but it's so beautiful that you can imagine the most beautiful things that you can think of and Uh, Rachmaninoff himself decided to orchestrate it later on, and uh, that's the version who is performed mostly. And that beautiful rendition will open the second half of the program.
0: You are someone who is keen about working with voice.
1: Erica, you're really, I mean, you're right that um, I love the human voice. I have to say, I started my career singing, singing in choirs and in conducting choirs, and, and I always loved the human voice and, and the, the possibility to express myself musically with words, because as you know, a symphonic music, we do not have words. So it makes it just a little bit more difficult, our job, to, to, to bring the, the music to, to our audience without actually a program or, or words or anything that it's easy to, to, to express the, the different moods or uh, you, know, you know, the different scenes. So the way I think about it, uh, when, you, when you mentioned when there is no voice, I think that every instrument has a voice. So even with the piano, we can think of singing, uh, you know, as, as we play, or every instrument can sing out in their own way, even if it's without words. And, and this, it's a beautiful way to, to think about music is that even without a text, I mean, we can dream and you know, in makeup stories or imagining things that will make us uh, connect with the performance a lot more.
0: Gerardo, you'll bring us the lovers Beatrice and Benedict and Tony and Maria without words. You'll have Mahler's own poetry in songs of a wayfarer with Lisa Marie Rogali and a wordless song by Rachmaninoff.
1: Yeah, Well, thank you so much. Uh, just bring your, your loved ones, your family, friends, acquaintances, any, anybody that, you know, will be ready to, you know, get a, a treat and be, you know, inspired. But, uh, you know, this wonderful orchestra, you know, the gem of our city. And I promise, I promise you will not be disappointed. It's a beautiful program, and I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Gerardo Edelstein, music director and conductor of the Williamsport Symphony Orchestra, speaking about the Valentine's Day concert tomorrow evening at the Community Arts Center, 220 West 4th Street in Williamsport. Songs of a Wayfarer by Mahler. The guest will be Lisa Marie Rogali. Symphonic Dances from West Side Story by Leonard Bernstein, the Beatrice and Benedict Overture by Hector Berlioz, and the lovely Vocalise by Sergei Rachmaninoff. For more information, on the web, caclive.com, caclive.com, or williamsportsymphony.org, williamsportsymphony.org.
1: So.